in episode 130. When, when she asked if she could show me a picture of her dressed up. And so I was like a little freaked out about that, but I was like, sure. <laughs> You're like, what are you showing me? What are you showing me? Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was just a, it was a simple little picture of her with this short wig on and makeup and a little black skirt and blouse on. And I was like, okay. So I asked, are you attracted to men? Are you attracted to me? Do you still want to be married? You know, like I, I needed to understand what that meant for us. And just to build a, a strong relationship, everybody in that relationship has to understand that you're going to continue to grow and change over time. And, and you know, if you're here for it, if, you know, if the person is is worth it to you to kind of ride that roller coaster, that roller coaster can go just about anywhere. Now that's Gwen, a 40-year-old wife and significant other of a cross-dresser from last week's episode, Steph, who comes onto the podcast to tell her story. Now, if you love hearing those clips from Gwen, well, stay tuned. We've got more Gwen here on the Cross Yas podcast in another installment of Curious Conversations with me, your girl, Giselle Marisol. I'm back, so let's get this party started, shall we? Yas! Yas, yas, yas. Yas, 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 yas. Cross Yas podcast with Giselle Marisol. Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas. Yas, yas, yas. Welcome to the Cross Yas podcast. The podcast that still says yes to everything related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. Giselle Mirazal is my name, and I am a cross-dresser. I consider myself trans, even though some people don't. And well, I'll be your host and guide into this ridiculously insane but confusing world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. You can help support this podcast by going to our website, crossyaspodcast.com. Click on our Patreon links for bonus stuff. You can chat with me, Sierra. Gwen and other wonderful Cross Yas members on our Cross Yas Confidential Discord, which you can find the link on our website. And finally, if you enjoyed Gwen's story and have your own personal story that's related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender, but you're freaking the hell out. Cause well, you're like, uh-oh, should I tell my story? I don't know. Does anyone really want to hear it? Well, you know. Come on now. You know me and you definitely know the answer. The answer is obviously aloud. Frickin' Yes! Hit me up to Zell at CrossYasPodcast.com, DM me on Instagram at CrossYasPodcast, or chat me up on Discord, Rochi underscore Mochi, pound 7325. Looking forward to hearing from you. Now I'm back again with a special episode here. Now this is my first ever significant other of a crossdresser slash trans person on the podcast other than Kirsten herself. And Kirsten, if you don't know, is my wife. Actually crazy to say that she's my wife because, well, I don't know, she's my girlfriend at first fiance and now she's my wife. I know we got married again earlier this month, but whatever. We're married now and I'm super excited to share Gwen's story. Now, if you heard last week's episode with Steph and Steph talked a lot about Gwen, well, Gwen is now the guest on this episode. Now, Gwen is a 40-year-old wife of a cross-dresser slash trans person who you'll hear in this episode is just super supportive, loving, caring, and I'm so freaking excited to share her story here on the podcast. There's some emotion shared here. You just know, and I just heard just the true raw emotion that this woman has for her wife. Now, 
I won't spoil the rest of it. I'm just excited for you to hear it. This is episode 130, and I am just so excited to share this episode with you, the Cross Yas listener. Uh, for the significant others who are listening to this episode, if you are hearing what you're hearing and you relate to a lot of what Gwen has to say as a significant other, I beg you or ask you, can you please come on the podcast too? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, but maybe share your own thoughts. Email me, Giselle at CrossYasPodcast.com. Hit me up on our Discord. Hit me up on Instagram uh, at CrossYasPodcast. Just because I think your voice isn't heard enough. And in this episode, you'll hear from Gwen, who was phenomenal. She just had so much to say, and I think significant others aren't heard from enough. And I hope with this Curious convo, um, it makes a difference and maybe even encourages you to come out as well. But this is a fun episode. It's my Curious convo with uh, Gwen, and yeah, just enjoy. Uh, but no further ado, I'll stop talking. <laughs> Here it is, uh, my Curious convo with Gwen. Thanks. Enjoy. All right. Yes. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, they, them, themselves, everyone out listening. I have a wonderful guest today. It is the wonderful Gwen. Hi, Gwen. Hi, Gwen. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I'm so happy to introduce you. But Gwen, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to start by introducing yourself to the podcast? Who you are? When, sure. You I'm. Here? Did you get lost? When, when no, I, I'm not lost. I was. <laughs> I was thinking. I anticipated so many questions, but not that one. Um, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm Gwen. I am married to Steph, and I'm excited to be here to share. I guess my story. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about what your story is. What is your story? Who are you? What are you doing here? Are you lost? <laughs> Let's start right in the middle of it. Um, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here because of stuff, right? Like, um, uh-huh. Steph and I have have been married for almost ten years, together for thirteen, and the process of of Steph discovering herself has progressed over that time, and I was brought brought along for the ride. And so this community became really important to Steph and has really helped her, I think. And so I got to be a part of it. And I thought we were talking and I think that our story is kind of important for some people to hear. So I'm here to share it. Yes, yes. Um, Do you want to start from the beginning, Gwen? Or how about we go there? The beginning of what? Well, how did you meet? How did you find each other? Uh, was she like in a ditch somewhere and you're like, hey, do you need a ride? Or was it like, what <laughs> yeah, exactly so we, happened? We met online and I'm, I met I met Steph in guy mode, right? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so we, we started dating online around 2008 and actually went pretty slowly in that relationship, but uh, eventually moved out of state together before we got married, got married once we had moved to Arizona and, and started our life together over the course of those years. And, and as, as that progressed, I learned more about Steph, I think as she was discovering it herself. So I don't think I got introduced to Steph until we had been I don't know. It was a, it was a while into our relationship, maybe 
six or seven years before I think I fully understood that there was a Steph. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you remember at all what the first introduction was? I did, while I was talking to her, she had a couple of things, but I don't know if you, she was like, I don't think she'll know those things. Do you, do you have any idea? <laughs> well, I mean, that's are? the thing, right? Like I'm looking back on it, there were some hints and, and I have to, you know, give myself a little grace and not beat myself up for, for not understanding it sooner. But I think that, I mean, the first thing I remember is a conversation early in our relationship about, about how she had tried on women's undergarments with a, with an ex-girlfriend at some point. And that Mm -hmm. was kind of like a, a playful, fun thing for her. And, and then later there was a conversation about a friend's boyfriend and, and whether that person might be a cross-dresser and I mean, I've heard her tell that story. I don't remember that part of it, but I do remember her telling me that she had done that before, that she dressed up and that it was, it was that she had like a bag of clothes somewhere with, you know, short black skirt and a wig in it and some that she would, that she had in the past dressed up in. And then I think I knew that when I wasn't around, she would do that sometimes. Sometimes I would have to travel for work. But during that period, I I never saw pictures of her dressed up. I just knew that sometimes it happened. And and it was several years later when when she asked if she could show me a picture of her dressed up. And so I was like a little freaked out about that, but I was like, sure. (laughs) You're like, what are you showing me? What are you showing me? Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, (laughs) and it was, I mean, it was just a... It was a simple little picture of her with this short wig on and makeup and a little black skirt and blouse on. And I was like, okay. And so I think from then on, it became more clear to me that it was not just a, it was, it was something more than I had understood before. Mm -hmm. And so it was still, there was still quite a while where she would do it on her own. And sometimes she would show me pictures and then she would, at there, so there was a period of time where we were li- living apart for work. So we were doing the weekend commute thing. So either I would drive the four hours to go see her, or she would drive the four hours to come see me on the weekend and we'd get 38 hours together or something. And then we'd have to go home. And, and after a while, she told me that she would, after I would go to work, she would get fully dressed up get in the car and drive the four hours fully dressed and then go to her apartment in that other town. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you know. You're like what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think so it was that kind of progression, right? Like it was, it was little, it was little bits and pieces of information and little steps of understanding and comprehension for me about what it was for her and what it was for me. And then eventually she asked if she could dress in front of me. And I guess I had the same response as I had every other time where I said, well, okay. (laughs) And I love it. I love it. I love the, okay. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I didn't want to say no, but it wasn't like I was really excited about it. 
So, I mean, I guess that's how the entire, the entire thing has progressed over time. It's, it's been her sharing little pieces of it with me and, and me progressively understanding more and more about what it means to her and for her. And, and then her asking me if I would be willing to like see more of it or understand more of it. So. So let me ask you this, Gwen, what were your preconceived notions of cross-dressers prior to meeting Steph? Um, well, I guess I thought of when, I guess when I thought of cross-dressers, I thought of drag queens. Mm -hmm. I thought of gay men dressing up. I thought of sexual kinks, that it was a bedroom thing. Um, And that was about the extent of my thought process about it. Mm -hmm. Were those, in your mind, negative connotations to cross-dressers? No, it wasn't negative. It was scary for me when... Mm -hmm when that came up against my husband, right? Because right. I didn't want to be, I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't have minded being married to a drag drag queen, but I wanted to be married to somebody who was attracted to me. So I didn't really want to be married to a, mm. a gay man. And I guess I didn't have any problem with the sexual kink part <laughs> if it worked, right? <laughs> so... So yeah, I mean, I think for me it was it was more of a it, it was it was just discordant. It was my understanding of cross dressing was not did not align with the person I saw in front of me. So I knew I had to change mm. that a little bit. Right, and and what? Well, have you changed, or what? What made you decide to change? Other than you know, like okay, I think I need to do this now. Well, what, what did it for you? Mm-hmm. I had to like, I had to educate myself a little bit and I had to ask questions, right? So I asked, are you attracted to men? Are you attracted to me? Do you still want to be married? You know, like I, I needed to understand what that meant for us. And then, and you know, she did a really good job of telling me over and over again that she was still attracted to me, that she did still want to be married, that it this didn't have really anything to do with that part of our relationship. And then I had to come to terms with how I felt about it. Like, was I still attracted to my spouse? Did I still want to be married to my spouse? Was this a deal breaker for me? Right. And, um, and I think the fact that it was a progressive understanding of, of what it meant for stuff helped me in that process if if the first introduction to Steph was the version of Steph that we have now I think that would have been a much harder adjustment for me oh how so well I mean I've always identified as a straight woman who's attracted to men and and it is a challenge to that to be presented with a spouse who's suddenly presenting female sometimes 
And so I was scared that I wouldn't be attracted to them anymore. And that that mm -hmm. part of our relationship would be really challenged. And, and so from, for us, it started as this is a thing I did kind of for kicks when I was younger and maybe something that we could do still, and then progress to, I like to dress up and become this other person. And at the time it was, she described it to me as a hobby, right? So like, I like to dress up right. and I try to be this other person. I try to completely transform myself and, and create this illusion. And, um, and I was like, well, that's kind of fun, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, that can be fun, you know? And so then it was this, like, this hobby. I like to cook. She likes to dress up and become somebody else for the afternoon. And, mm -hmm. and so, so when I, when I met Steph in that way, right, like this is this other persona, I could kind of compartmentalize. There was my husband and then there was Steph and I, seeing Steph either in pictures or in person was not a challenge to my own notions of my sexuality um, or mm, identity. Mm -hmm. But over time, Steph's own ideas about what this is for her have, have changed. And so her presentation and her, her, her decisions about like what makes her feel good to wear and, and present just when we're at home hanging out have shifted over time and become more feminine. I mean, she doesn't dress fully all the time, but she has what she calls Steph light for, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for the evenings. And, and so that was introduced slowly and didn't challenge my comfort level with that. Right. So it's been this progressive, slow thing for me. And because of that, I've been able to see that with each additional thing, it hasn't changed how I feel about stuff. It hasn't changed uh, how I feel about our relationship. And so, so that is comforting and makes each additional step that comes after, because I'm under no illusions that this is over, right? Like that the changes have stopped and that we're done now. <laughs> so whatever is to come, I have more confidence now that it'll be fine, that I'll be fine, we'll be fine. If there's a, if there's something that's challenging, it's not impossible. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You're basically growing together, right? Yeah. As a couple. And that's awesome because yeah, you're right. If she was at this point and you kind of already saw her as this, you'd be like, I don't want to be with you. <laughs> like, I don't well, know. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd be like, yeah. you're a really cool person, but I like, I like dudes. You know, <laughs> that's so, probably, I mean, honest, yeah, no, I mean, if I'm honest with myself, I would, I mean, I would, yeah. that probably would have been my reaction. Yeah. Is, is your, is your attraction to Steph still there or has it, it's changed, but is it, is it different? I mean, it's different, but is it, is it something that you don't want anymore? I guess. No, you know, I think that's the weirdest part for me. It hasn't changed. So hmm. I think I've come to realize that I love the person 
and um, I get emotional. I love the person. And so all the rest of it is (laughs) a window dressing, right? Like it's, and I'm, I love and I'm attracted to the confidence and the, the calm. And so if she's comfortable wearing a camisole and eyeliner at night, but we still snuggle the same way we always did, like, great. It's not, I guess it's, it's become not about the clothes for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I, I think, and, and Maddie asked the question too, are, are you, are you concerned about maintaining that attraction to Steph as she continues to evolve herself? If it's not just, it's not just the, as you say, window dressing and how she presents with clothes, but like she's going to continue evolving. And I don't know if you're, how you have, you do have concerns about where she'll be in, you know, five, 10 years or whatnot for your, for your relationship. Um, three, five years ago, I, I would have said, yes, I was worried. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think I am anymore. And I, I can't really explain why I, it just is not something that I'm worried about. It's something I'm prepared to confront, you know, and, and deal with, but it's not something I'm worried about. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I think that's true because it, because we've put in the time because we've kind of tested the waters slowly. And, and for me, for my ability to adjust, I needed that. And I guess, I mean, it's, it's people love listening to this podcast for finding like authenticity, right? And the honest, apparently I bring out the honesty in people, yeah. <laughs> bring out like, just bring out like the way, you know, just to have them open up. And I think people hearing you talk about your relationship with Steph, who was formerly a crossdresser, is now on, she talked a little bit about her HRT. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of advice can you offer someone of another significant other who is probably going through what you did five years ago, right? Who is learning that their significant other is a crossdresser at first. Maybe it's a, maybe something bigger, but um, is using clothes to express themselves as the gender identity that they want to present themselves as for you. Like five years ago, you said you'd be totally different five years ago. And like, what can you offer that person who is just learning about their significant other, about their gender identity? Well, I mean, I I guess I would say ask all the questions, even the ones that you're really scared about asking because you don't know, you're not sure if you want the answer and, and be prepared for kind of hard answers, but also give yourself a little give yourself a break, right? Like it's scary and it's okay for it to be scary. And it's, and it's okay if, if it's hard. And for me, it, it was enough to realize that 
that the person I loved was still there and wasn't any different. And this had always been them and, and that they were just becoming their more authentic self. And I've seen the benefits of that, right? I've seen, I've seen stuff get more comfortable in themselves, just being and, and, caring less about what others think and and just being more confident in that way. And that's wonderful as somebody who loves them to see. But it's but it's okay if it's challenging. And I guess I would just say keep asking the questions. And even if they seem silly at the time, right? Like I didn't know that it, it was a it was not something in my brain that you could be trans and not fully transition that you could be mm-hmm. that you could mm-hmm. take hrt like microdosing and not lose your sex organ <laughs> you know that right 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 and so that that education is is important i mean it, but it's also important to ask the question and not assume that your image of of what's what's being told to you or that your your imagination about what's coming next is true just you know continue the conversation and and then i guess the other thing is believe believe your partner you know if your partner mm-hmm. if, if your partner has told you this piece of themselves they are ready to be honest and and so if you ask a question and they, you know, if you ask, do you still want to be married to me? Are you still attracted to me? And they say, yes, believe them. And that's sometimes the hardest part. Yeah. And and did you believe? No. Uh, Steph, when she first told <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, did you believe Steph when she said? No, like, hey, I didn't. I, I mean. Why not? Why didn't you believe her? I I did. I believe that she meant it at the time, but I also knew that it was, it was changing and that, you know, it, it was, by the time I asked that question, I knew that it was something that was like changing and adjusting for her. And I was, there was a period of time where I was afraid that as she continued on that path of discovery of, of who Steph was, and and what Steph was that she would suddenly realize that she didn't actually want to be with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that was scary. But I kept asking the questions and kept checking in and she kept reminding me that that wasn't happening. And I mean, I think there are a variety of ways of doing that. Like I just happen to be really good at asking questions. Um, if you're not, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, or you're not comfortable kind of pushing, pushing the envelope a little bit in those conversations, I think, you know, you can get help with that. That's what therapy is for. But, you know, it, it took just like it took time for her to, kind of find the words and the courage to bring me into this part of herself. It, it took time for me to fully 
trust and believe what she was telling me. Mm. And and what made you finally believe? I have no idea. <laughs> Time. Because okay, <laughs> okay. Because that's that's the question that I, every significant other is waiting for, right? Of a cross or a trans person, they're like, "How the fuck am I supposed to believe what this person is telling me if I don't want to believe it? Like, what is it? You believed it. You're you're helping her go to her freaking doctor appointments to go get HRT. You're like something about you." did it and what we we all want to know what the fuck did it take right i mean i i don't know if i have the answer to that i certainly don't have a a universal answer to that um i think part of it is that you know it was clear to me that we were growing through this together and so Mm -hmm. and, and part of it was was just how our relationship functions. And part of it was my, my understanding, like eventual understanding of myself that I could do that, right. That I could move in this direction with her and still Mm. be happy in our relationship. And I know that not all partners can do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I guess I had some role models. I had a childhood friend who was in a years ago, like 20 years ago, was in a same sex relationship and then came out as trans and their partner had to, and like, and and that childhood friend fully transitioned. Oh, wow. And, and so that partner had to do some like serious soul searching about, Oh yeah. Yeah. About adjusting their, concept of themselves and they and it was like a huge shift from going from like a queer couple to an outwardly straight couple right 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 and so i saw that and i observed that and they're still together and they have a family that they built after that and it it works and so i i knew that it could happen if that's where this is you know i i knew that if that's where this was headed that it's not like an impossible task to do that. And and then I also just gave myself permission to like put the brakes on. Like if something ever got to the point where it just wasn't okay with me anymore, that it would be hard and not the end of the world. But like there was a period of time there where I needed I needed to know that I could do that. And that was hard, mm-hmm. but it I never had to do that, turns out. <laughs> yeah no no you know if steph had come out to you i mean this is all just hindsight 2020 and just we're just figur- figuratively speaking if she had come out to you in the first month or the first week or you, you had met she she said eHarmony. you guys met on eHarmony. yeah <laughs> if that was like on her profile or whatnot this is i don't know how this is 12 years or something 13 14 years ago that you had met and that was something you saw would that have been something you would have been like, oh, no, gross. Ew, yuck. I don't want to know. Is that something that's just been a deterrent that you wouldn't even want to learn about or talk about? You know, I I guess that's an impossible question, right? Like if (laughs) if stuff had put on on their profile the version of cross-dressing that she was doing at the time, um, I don't think that would have been a deterrent to me. Okay. If if Steph put on her profile, 
the version of Steph now. Um, and I didn't have the benefit of these years of, of learning and kind yeah. of growing to benefit from. I would have thought maybe that person's a great person to be a friend with, but I'm not, I'm not attracted to women. Right. So I don't know that I would have, Right, right, right. but it's more complicated than that now. So, you know, like, a whole lot more complicated. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I asked that because I guess that's what's happening today. Right. Say a person who is a cross-dresser, possibly trans person, is wanting to date people and is attracted to f- females or women. But like that's a lot of dating now is done online. I mean, the majority of it is dating, especially with COVID and whatnot. <laughs> Nobody wants to go up and meet people. But like, what does one do? Like you're a significant other of a cross-dresser or a trans person who learned to love this person, right? Learn to love your significant other who is out and about. Um, but like, what does one do now, right? Do I talk? Do I open that up about myself early? Do you recommend someone just kind of slowly introducing it, kind of growing with that person and figuring it out? What do you, what do you? I mean, I I think the benefit now is that it's a different time, right? Like there's so much out there about the different presentations of gender and, and, and what it means to present in a feminine way or what it doesn't mean. And for mm-hmm. for people who are younger, there's even like a a more ingrained understanding of sexuality and gender. Yeah. And it sometimes blows my mind a little bit. How, Me too. Me too. Shoot. Like yeah. how just comfortable it is for for people of of a certain age bracket to just understand gender and sexuality mm-hmm. in a way that it takes people just five or 10 years older, a a really long time to adjust to. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, honestly, if I think sharing, sharing what you know about yourself in the moment is important. And I don't know if you need to put it on your dating profile, but I think sharing it early is important as you build a relationship and you build trust. And as you know, and kind of setting the expectations with with this, just like anything else, is that you know, like you you change over time, and your concept of self changes. Mine has over the last thirteen years. It hasn't changed necessarily too much with my what I wear on any given day, or or how I do my makeup, or if I do my makeup, but. It's, it's changed over the last 13 years, and so has Steph's. And it's just that Steph's has changed in, in a way that is socially these days more challenging than the way my, my internal shifts have changed. You know? And so it's mm-hmm, – I, mm-hmm. I, so I would say yes. If these days, put what you know about yourself out there early – and just to build a, a strong relationship, everybody in that relationship has to understand that you're going to continue to grow and change over time. And, and you know, if you're here for it, if, you know, if the person is, is worth it to you to kind of ride that roller coaster, that roller coaster can go just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of ups and downs. 
pretty sure a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> with you and your relationship with Steph, how long have you two been married? Almost 10 years. Yes, yes. And how do you two keep your relationship strong, um, even with the cross-dressing and trans elements? Um, I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but we just, we talk <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, okay. We, we just continue to communicate with each other and, and learn how to communicate better over time. We don't have children. So we have the, uh, the benefit of additional time, uninterrupted time together. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if Steph talked about her previous relationship. She might have mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She might have mentioned it a little bit. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that was a different relationship for her. And so, you know, I think it was important to her to find somebody that she enjoyed spending time with. And I benefit from that. So we we do a lot of stuff together and have have built a relationship around being present for each other and doing things together, but still giving each other time to do our own thing. And that, I mean, relationships are different for everybody, but I, I guess, you know, not losing sight of each other in everything and, and dedicating some emotional attention to each other as well as time just to spend with each other, I think has really helped with that. Mm-hmm. And how have, uh, have you and is Steph, Steph all the time? How do you let her do that? Are you like involved in their Steph time or what is that like? Is it separate? What is that? So Steph dresses up like fully, does the full, the full thing. A prob- I'd say like one or two weekends a month, mm-hmm. but the rest of the time she'll wear more feminine pajamas in the evening and uh, when she gets home from work, she'll put on, she, she puts on her eyes. She goes and she puts on some eyeliner. And so that, that started a, couple, I don't know, a few years ago. And so that's just a nightly thing. And more recently, she's been just going towards more gender fluid clothes. So Ooh, okay. when she's not actually even at work, sometimes she'll wear like, a, a more gender fluid outfit. And I think that that seems to make her really happy, but it's not, I mean, it's not full, it's not full stuff glam or anything. And she's growing out her hair, which, which is it's fine. Quite long, yes. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not like it? Well, I mean, at first I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Cause she's, uh, you know, she's, she's working on it, but there's a little, there's a little patch in the back that's missing. Um, and so I was like, what are, don't do a comb over. Please don't do a comb over, <laughs> but that's not what's going on. And so, Oh, what else? There's something else. So, she, I mean, she just, she's, Oh, I know. And then, um, she started, she started going to my brow lady. Oh. I found this wax waxing salon and, Mm-hmm. Steph wanted to go. So now Steph is better friends with my wax lady than I am <laughs> oh. and has more treatments than I do at that salon. But, you know, like of course, brows, of course. <laughs> brows and lashes. So. Mm-hmm. 
But all of those things, and, I mean, I guess all of those things are so neutral or have become so neutral that nobody notices, right? Like she mm -hmm. she goes dressed as her in in boy mode, so to speak. Everybody everybody at work sees sees the guy that they have always known. And she's wearing women's pants and a gender neutral top and has dyed and shaped brows and lashes. <laughs> and nobody yeah. notices. Mm -hmm. So makes her happy. Does that blow your mind that no one notices? You're like, what the hell? Like, do you not know that she's taking up all my brow lady time? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it doesn't. I mean, when you see it, it doesn't blow my mind at all. What blows my mind is that when I go through clothes that I haven't worn in a while and I'm ready to give away, she keeps half of them. <laughs> she mentioned that too. Yeah. Sorry. That's funny. Mm-hmm. And she can fit in them, which I don't know whether to be impressed by or annoyed with. <laughs> uh, I love it. Is there are there benefits to having a cross-dressing slash trans significant other? Absolutely. Ooh, like what? Um, I can send her to the store to buy me clothing, and I don't have to go clothing shopping. Ooh, she, okay. she can pick a dress for me in two seconds flat and it was <laughs> not be a dress that I would pick for myself, but it works. It's like having your own personal stitch fix. Oh, <laughs> she mentioned that too. How funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess, I mean, there's just a lot of it, right? Like, so if somebody is, is willing to explore their own femininity, the benefit to that is that they are willing to let you so she's exploring her own femininity and how she wants to express that. And so mm -hmm. when I'm doing the same or being such a girl about something, it's like, that's fine. There, There's no, I mean, it's just never an issue, right? Like I know, I know couples where, where if, if the female partner is particularly emotional or, doing something or th that the, the male partner is thinks is over the top, it becomes an issue. And I mean, I'm not particularly emotional in that way, but, but there's just, there's so much room there. There's no judgment if I'm mm -hmm. extra emotional about something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's more, but those are the two I can think of. How about cons, though? What's the cons of having a trans or cross-dressing significant other? It's super annoying when they can wear the shorts you can't wear anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. No. <laughs> the cons. <laughs> um, I mean, at this point, one of the cons is that, I mean, we've gotten to a point where I am very conscious of the times when I'm referring to stuff by by her boy name and referring to her oh. by her male pronouns with people who don't know about stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and so that's kind of a, a trip. I mean, there's, there's this element of like, we have a secret that some people know and some people don't. And, mm -hmm. and that can be challenging. 
And then, and then there's just the fears about going out, right? Like, so she's, she would love to go out in public more. And that scares me mainly from a safety perspective. Like I don't, I don't trust other people to treat her well if she's out there by herself. Why is that? Why do you think that? Um, because there there are enough stories out there of people getting you know of 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 trans women getting harassed and um mm-hmm. and honestly I know that it's I know in my in my brain that that doesn't happen as often as I'm afraid that it does and that when Steph wants to go walk around the mall during the day dressed <laughs> it's not the most dangerous place to be but but that is something it, it's still there it's still something i worry about so that's challenging i'm getting better yeah. with that but that has always been my fear about her going out And then, and then going out together, we've done that maybe just once. Ooh, do tell. Um, just once. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> we just started doing it and then COVID happened. Um, oh, true. Yeah. But yeah, so we went out once together in San Francisco and Ooh, she hmm. was, she, so her, her goal is always to just kind of blend in and not draw attention to herself and see if she can you know kind of pass and get away that get away with it that way and she totally mm-hmm. can but <laughs> yay she totally can there there are two challenges to that with our trip to San Francisco one i am so much shorter than her so her height <laughs> was, <laughs> was just like highlighted how tall she was and and she kept taking selfies walking down the street <laughs> Uh, fucking vain bitch yeah you married a vain vain. well you know take a picture it didn't happen but i was like this is not necessarily blending in (laughs) okay okay so okay but that she talked about how she's six foot so i was like oh well how tall are you then gwen um on a good day i'm five four oh okay Yeah, San Francisco does add a little more height with all the hills, so you might be five six. <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> uh, so uh, let me ask who who are you out to about your relationship with Steph? Uh, so my mom and my sister know. Ooh, okay. How's um, that like? What was that like? How did they find out? Uh, well, Steph's preferred message or, or method of telling people is just to show them a picture from Instagram. <laughs> And see okay. if they figure it out. Of course. Okay. So with my mom, it was that same trip to San Francisco. And she just, she, we took a picture when we had gone out in the morning and then we showed my mom the picture and, and she did, she, I don't know, she said something very typical of my mom, I'm sure. She's like, ooh. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> um, Moms. And th- I mean, that was pretty much the extent of her reaction. You know, she thought it was fun. And then I think over time she's learned a little bit, but she follows Steph on social media and <laughs> comments on her pictures. <laughs> Yay, mom. Yay. Um, and I think with my sister, she just sent her a link to a picture. I don't think we were there in person. And okay. 
that was, I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried about okay. either of them, but I especially wasn't worried about my sister. Oh, yay. Yay. Let's see who else. There are some coworkers that Steph works with who she's told. Um, oh, okay. And then just some friends. I mean, just over time, she's come out to more and more people just progressively. Still the same method, though. She just shows them a picture, <laughs> either digitally or in person, and sees if they can figure it out. Uh, okay. Okay. And and you've been pleasantly surprised with all the reactions, or nothing was like, oh, my God, they found out, and it's been all okay? Yeah, it's all been okay. I I actually care very little about people's reaction to it. Oh, Okay. You know, there have been some people that she's told that I'm like, really? You told that person? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but not because I was worried about their reaction, just because um, I, th- I thought it was interesting that, that she told them. Hmm. Because it's still like, it's still not a super public thing. So the, the people that she tells are people that she kind of wants to bring into this world or to that she trusts to be safe and allies and um and i think it's almost like a a compliment to them that she would trust them with it right like it's a gift to them right Right. so i guess my other question would be because um, significant others who do find out always worry or at least there's the perception that they worry how other people will perceive them it sounds like you don't care too much but were you ever worried that they would find out? Because you're like, oh my God, you know, like uh, Steph talked about how she was blackmailed by her ex <laughs> for like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, what the fuck? Like, oh, I'm going to tell everybody about your cross-dressing. And, it's, and she was freaked out. And it's true because as a cross-dresser or as a trans person uh, who doesn't want to be out, maybe more cross-dressers, especially in their, I would say, probably mid-30s and above, like an older Anyone who finds out, right, before it was a huge shame thing in the 90s, maybe early 2000s, before all of this, like we talked about, like, and it's all like how you blows your mind, how everyone's totally out about it. Yeah, everyone before the early 2000s freaked the fuck out if someone found out about their cross-dressing because of the shame or the, the fucking drama it would cause because they found out your significant other was any even remotely related to the LGBTQ uh, community. So I'm just wondering if, if you had that, no, you, you, it sounds like you're okay. Yeah. You know, I, it's interesting. No, I, I don't care about that. I mean, there are, mm-hmm. there are people I know who, if, if, and when they find out will have lots of questions. Um, I cannot Ooh, okay. think of a single person who would just disappear off the face of the earth and be so disgusted that they wouldn't that they wouldn't want to have anything to do with us anymore. I can't think of anybody. Mm-hmm. I guess part of that is, is who, who we surround ourselves with. But I think a big part of it is that cultural shift that you just talked about, right? Like it's not as taboo to be queer anymore. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not as taboo to, wear more feminine clothes or more masculine clothes, depending on, depending on who you are, you know, it's Mm -hmm. drag queens are cool. And, um, 
makeup shows are awesome. And, <laughs> um, yeah. I, and so I think that, I think the cultural shifts over the last 20 years really have helped have helped kind of shape that and make it easier to kind of be who you are and and care care less because there's you know the people who are still worried about that are stuck in like 19 19 something <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's 19 in there. Yeah. We're old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it's interesting because you talk about safety, right? You talk about um, the fear in your own mind that you create. Do you still think that's true? Even though that we have, people are more out, people are more open. What is this fear that still it, that you're creating in your head or this illusion that you create in your head if you're thinking or if this cultural shift has changed? Why is it, Why do we still have that fear then? Well, because there are still people out there who, who are willing to vocalize hate around it. Um, and so, like I said, I don't, I'm not worried about the people in our lives caring too much. I am worried about people I don't know who are still somehow personally offended by someone else's life choices that have nothing to do with them. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm because it somehow threatens their own sense of self. I, I think, I mean, maybe I just have trust issues with people I don't know, but <laughs> who doesn't though, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, when you have, when you have groups of people willing to vocalize hate as if it's normal, you know, I, that prevents me from feeling like there's, that there's no risk in going out. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you how do you combat that? How do we change that fear? I guess of there's people out there. People, you know, do we just trust more people? <laughs> do we like no? You go out people? in groups. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. And you yeah. Um, make choices about you know, make smart choices about where you go and when you go there. I mean, for me, that's the solution right now. Of course, the the larger solution is is educating people and normalizing it um, and explaining it on a on a wider scale, and being patient enough for the generation that is coming up right now, where the, they get it better than anybody my mm-hmm. age gets it. And I'm and I don't mean to be rude, but how old are you, Gwen? I am forty. Oh, you're young in. You feel like you're a 90 year old woman. Relax. What is? <laughs> well, you know, in the grand uh-huh. scheme of things, I'm not. I'm not that old, but um, I I did still grow up in a very different time, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. you know around this topic. True. True. Um, what have you done to educate yourself? Where are you? Where? What resources are you finding? What do you? What do you recommend for other people to look up and stuff? Oh, uh, um. Gosh, that's a really good question. I think Steph probably. I told you, I'm good at. I'm good at this. I'm I at this. I think yeah. Steph has um, <laughs> better better like resources. I. Yeah, but what did you do? What, what did have you found? I do? <laughs> um. Uh, for me, it was about kind of observing observing Steph a little bit, and I did I did some like mm-hmm. Google searches and found next to nothing helpful. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and. You know, I've 
I've paid attention to to discussions about gender and ge- gender presentation. I have a mm-hmm. a friend who's a little bit of an expert in in that as it relates to children. Not, I don't know if she'd oh. be happy about me calling her an expert, um, but <laughs> she um, we won't tell her. She she has some children who are gender nonconforming and and has written a children's book and well, that's great. kind of talks about it. Nice. And so that's a, I'd be an expert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her kids think she's an expert on it. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just kind of paying attention to the people around me kind of in that world already and listening is mm-hmm. for me the best way to kind of internalize that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But there are, and, and, I mean, there are, uh, and- Instagram pages and and there's more websites now than there were five years ago, yes. I'm sure. And yeah, and yeah. this podcast has helped me kind of understand more about where Steph kind of fits into the the continuum or the scatter plot, as you like to say. Yes, yeah, scatter um, plot. I love it. Yes. Someone listens. Yes. I do. You got a fifteenth listener. <laughs> Well, it's it's honestly, this podcast has gotten better because of people like Steph, people like yourself, who were, you know, not just educated, but wanting to tell their story. Like, oh my gosh, like by someone listening to your story, Gwen, holy shit, am I going to get at least two messages, you know, at least two <laughs> people just who are going to be like, oh my God, I love Gwen. Like I have a significant other who's, you know, trans or cross-dressers or whatnot. And I'm learning so much too. Like this is how we build community is by learning and teaching. And that's why I asked like, where do you get your information from? And here you go. Like, wow. You know, this is, this is great. This is great for the community. I don't know shit, but I'm learning from other people. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important for me. It's been really important to kind of observe, observe how this manifests for everyone. And what I learned just sitting back and observing a little bit was that it's so, it's so individual for everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, and then at some point I realized that that's true. That's always been true. Right. Like, right. So it's no different. I think I've just come to the conclusion that it's no different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's no different. We're we're all different and we're all the same. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we're all struggling to find meaning in life and trying to find what it means, what life means to us. And we're like, well, what do we do? And we have, you throw in gender issues, you throw in relationship issues, you throw in all sorts of shit. And then, you know, you find podcasts like this one, I think that you're like, oh shit, there's people who have gender issues. Okay, wait, there's people who are struggling with the same thing my significant other is struggling with. And you're like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that kind of makes sense too. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm just thankful you're on the podcast and thankful you're sharing your story because uh, you have a you look. I'll, I'll be honest with you. You are one of the best wives out here. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you are the you you are the unicorn, as uh, Steph was saying, is someone who is because like I, I don't know if this is like mean or anything, but is you are one of the few and far between who are loving, who still stick by their significant other through thick and thin, through you know, all the hardships that you two have gone through, all the gender issues you're dealing with, you know, all the moving. Oh my God, this your your wife loves to fucking move. I mean, this she's an army brat. <laughs> I was telling her, I was like, yeah. She's like, I've lived here, I've lived here, I've lived here. I was like, what? Can you stay in one place? Like, geez, like, I don't know if, it, if you're glued to uh, 
Arizona, but who knows? <laughs> so it's it's amazing that you are jumping in with her. Like you said, I'm I'm in I'm on this roller coaster. Yes, you are stuck. You're seat belted. You are stuck. You're not getting off. Thank you. No, <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I mean, I, I mean, not me. But I'm not to everyone. It it is still a choice, right? Like, I don't. I'm not glued here. I don't have to be here. I think the best part is mm-hmm. that I want to. Yes, and you're choosing the ride with Steph. And that's what I think is so, not just honorable, but just fucking awesome. Like, because you're right, you don't have to stick with her. You could have been like, well, fuck you. I'm like, like with Steph. She's like, well, fuck you. I'm selling your house. And I'm fine. What did did Steph say? Jen stole her house and made her live in it and (laughs) gave her some. I was like, what? (laughs) Who is this horrible woman? And I was like, wait, in my head, I was like, wait, I, I was, I was stuck with that kind of woman too. So it, we're, we're all, we're, we all suffer together, but also have, we can share like, you know, wonderful relationships. Cause I won't, I won't lie and I won't, you know, give you too much credit, but I think Kirsten is just as much as a unicorn as you are because you're both sticking by people like us. Like, and we're like, what are you doing? Why, why, why us? Like, ugh, you could have been with why anyone else. You? you choose us. <laughs> true, true, true. Uh, exactly. But thank you. I mean, geez, oh, this is awesome. But uh, let me ask you this: What? Why? Why? Why Steph? Why? Why stick by her after all these all these years, twelve, thirteen years together? Why? Why her? Why? What's wrong with you two? What is, what? I ask that. I ask that Kirsten every morning. Why? Why me? What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. You guys love us still. Um, why? Why Steph? It, the thing that I I loved about Steph when we first met was that she could just bring my stress level down immediately i had a stressful job and i would just come over and she would just it was just so chill and so relaxed and i could just be and that was really important and in the grand scheme of things that hasn't changed for over the last 13 years and so we get to Mm -hmm. have fun together we we still laugh together we still learn from he from each other and it's still you know we still have that connection i can still come home and and just be and if i need to be i can rant about work or rant about something and then it's and then it's done and it's and for whatever i don't even know what it is but Whatever it is, we we fit together back then really well, and we continue to just fit. And so I think that's really special and absent something that makes us not fit anymore. I think that's something really important to hold on to. Yeah. Fuck the gender issues. You're still loving one another. Yeah. Right? Like, you're still here. You're still there for it. If interviewing you both i've never felt so like oh these two love each other like (laughs) like i've never felt like oh these two like if not that this is a fucking marriage counseling session but just being like oh these two are in love with one another like this is not even not even a question like oh yeah it you seem like like one union one union is that is that weird that you two seem like in you seem like you're in cahoots with one another like what do you do like <laughs> like i'm talking to the same person because i think you two love each other yeah it sounds weird <laughs> i i don't know but isn't that the goal 
I hope so. Yeah, that's what I want to be at in 10 or 15 years where you guys are. Jeez. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just, Kirsten and I just got married for the third time. Uh, and thank you for that uh, recommendation of, hey, go eat stuff. Because I didn't do that and I got wasted. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, I, 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 but, but Gwen told me and I still didn't listen. Because people keep handing me drinks and I just ended up like hammered. And I was like, I don't even know what happened. Yeah. Oh, very bad. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh you are the the you're awesome by the way i don't know if you you know that if i haven't told you enough um but you're on our discord what's that been like i know you were scared to be on it i know steph was saying that you should be on it what what is your um experience being on the discord um so i was afraid to join it not because i was afraid of what i'd see there um i was <laughs> i was basically getting i was getting the play-by-play anyway um but I, I didn't want to – I didn't want my presence to somehow hamper the conversation there. I didn't want – because mm-hmm. it was so clearly for Steph a community of people that she could um, relate to and talk to about whatever and mm-hmm. just be herself. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was – I mean, that's important for Steph, but I know it's even more important for some other people. And – um I didn't want my presence to somehow make that harder for them. Um, so I, I really hesitated to be on there. Um, but I'm glad I'm there. Um, I think it's hysterical that I am useless with the makeup tips. Um, everybody else has to answer those questions. I can't answer those questions. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I think the thing that I love about it and the thing that's been really kind of validating for me is, is that this is just a a group of people who have this thing in common, this, this part of themselves that, that there's some commonality, but they're all completely different people. And they all, um, they all like the things that they like outside of that. And it's, it's really fun and and refreshing to see and observe this community talk about the silliest of things that have absolutely nothing to do with gender presentation. <laughs> right. Um and and I think the other reason why I joined um was because I wanted to be Steph kept telling me that I could be a resource to people, that people would want to hear from yes. me. And yes. uh I was having a hard time really believing that um <laughs> but why why though why you have a hard time believing is it i'm i'm sensing a a common theme what is it your why don't you believe like why do you think you couldn't be a resource girl well i i i guess i knew i could be a resource i just wasn't sure how many people would want me to be one um oh oh well that, you know it's not like we all have our confidence issues um mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. so you know, I'm there and I've, you know, I think to the extent I can be a resource, I'm happy to be one, but I also, I also want to make sure that the, the conversation isn't hampered by me. So that I'm, I'm still working on that, that balance. But I think also I was kind of hoping that at some point more partners would get on there and then we could have yes. our own little community. Yes, yes, yes. I'm waiting for that too. Um, that's why I'm hoping that with this interview, more people will come out and join the Discord. Join the I'm Discord. Like, okay. Yeah, Gwen. Yeah, yeah. Recommend more. Yeah, yeah. Do, do hype it up. Hype it up a little more, Gwen. 
Well, it's hysterical. Um, but also it's the, the community is just fantastic. I mean, they go, you all go between making ridiculous jokes to, um, I mean, the, uh, the gift game is pretty, pretty spot on and pretty good. And then there's just like a spot to vent or ask for help or support and it's immediately there. And Mm -hmm. so it's a really great, I I keep saying it. It's a really great community and I would love to see more partners on there if for no other reason than to create our own community. I think, um, I think partners, particularly partners who are scared or new to this, um, feel like there's no one to talk to. And I couldn't, I mean, I really could not find any resources when, Mm -hmm. when I first kind of understood that Steph was part of our relationship. And um, and if there had been a spot where I could go and talk to other partners um, in a space like Discord, I think that would have been a really, really great resource at the time. So that's my mm. dream, Giselle. Yes, I'm going to make your dream come true, girl. You made my dream come true. You introduced me to Steph. You got me you. You, you know how good you are? Ugh. <laughs> God, if only you knew. If only you believed how good you are. It's like, what? I'm also a hype person, and I love you. <laughs> ah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I think you've done great. I feel like, do you feel like you've even talked for an hour, or have? Is does it just feel like a regular conversation? We're just like, chatting, right? Right, right. You freaking with all your freaking beverages there. You'll end up with water and coffee. Water and coffee. <laughs> Uh, speaking of people on Discord, I heard you met Billy. What was that like? I, I know she's like, can you talk about me? I'm like, okay, fine, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, meeting Billy like? That's one of our moderators. Shout out to Billy, formerly the artist, artist formerly known as Megan. Right. Uh, what was that like? Well, when, um, when Billy came, Billy was Megan when she showed up mm-hmm. and Billy when mm-hmm. she left. So that was a trip. Oh, wow. Um, wow. <laughs> no, it was great. I was working from home that day. And, uh, and she rolled up and, um, came to the door and just kind of stood there. And I was like, give me a hug. (laughs) And so, you know, she came in and did what she needed to do while I finished up work. And then we sat around and had our own little therapy session with some beers before Steph got home from work. Um, and then we took her out to some of our favorite, favorite places in town. It was the, uh, Installment one of the Tucson food tour. So. <laughs> yeah, I would like to get on one of those tours, please. Oh, come uh, anytime. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's hot. It, well, uh, Steph said it's raining there, and I don't like rain. We're in California. We don't do rain. So. Well, it stopped raining now. <laughs> oh, well, I guess. I guess. Yeah. But that's super exciting <laughs> that I'm throwing Billy in there. But yeah, she had a great time, she says. And you probably gave her an air mattress. And she's like, yeah, I was there. And then they gave me an air mattress. I was like, wait, you would have came without a bed? And she's like, oh. I I mean, like, she's, oh she's such a planner. Um, no, it was <laughs> yeah. wonderful to have Billy here. It was really, I know it was really important to Steph because I think she told Billy at the time that it was the first time that she'd met someone else that she considers like her in person. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it was really, I mean, I had a great time. I thought it was great. It was, it was too fast, but it was fun. Right. 
Yes. And I hear you might be coming to California in November. We Is are. that still true? Ooh. We are. I'm, um, we're planning Steph's uh, second 25th birthday. Oh yeah, yes. I love the I love the uh, silver silver anniversary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. So we're we're coming to Palm Springs in November. We're gonna, and anybody's welcome to come. We're gonna have a little shindig. Yes, yes. Oh, I can't wait. The calendar. I'm look that up too, because we are making time for this. Be exciting. Uh, um, you might meet Kirsten. Maybe Kirsten can come. That by would be fantastic. You can, careful she's too much sometimes you're both trouble i can already tell it, it's no i'm it'll be us girls I'm but you two will be responsible friend um get out of here no you're not stop not with not with curse she's no she's she's fine you both are very you're both very responsible <laughs> i hate it it's like go out and have fun why don't you two have fun you know no we'll do something but i i have been talking with sierra so i think i'm gonna enlist her to help me plan some stuff Yes. Oh, that girl's a planner too. She's that girl's a heavy pour. Don't don't trick around her. She'll just. I'm like, how did we end up with thirty glasses of wine there, Sierra? Sounds like my kind of party. Ugh, not with her, please. She's she's trouble, trouble. I can already tell it's a trouble, trouble some weekend. We'll just make sure Uh, you eat something. Please, can you? Like, please. I can't go walking around again. It's just people handing me drinks without food. I need food. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I hear you're a good cook, though. Um, Rick and Seth like raves about your uh, cooking. I, what do you cook? I, I do like to cook. Yeah. Mm, okay. It's my it's my happy place. I like to. I don't know. I enjoy it in the kitchen. Oh, you and Sierra then best of friends. Yeah. I can't with you too. I can't with you too. What do you like to cook? I mean, you made something amazing. That's what took Steph so long. She's like, I got to eat something because Gwen made me amazing food. What did she make today? Today. I haven't made anything today. She lies. <laughs> See, I knew it. Liar. Oh, I get her in trouble. Um, oh, she said you made her breakfast or something. Or, unless you're like such a modest cook. Oh, yeah, that's nothing. You're like, okay, what did you make? I mean, you made like a, breakfast this morning was I, just like a sausage and, and an egg. That's not usually, I mean, I like to, for breakfast, my favorite thing is making avocado toast. But Ooh, fancy. fancy. I mean, that's what I like to make. I like to eat other stuff when we go out. But I like <laughs> dinners. I like. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I I honestly I'll cook just about anything. I'm totally the leftover queen. I've been known to just throw mm. together whatever's in the fridge. Um, but I we we don't really have that many meals that are repeats. We just. Oh, okay. Not a boring gal. Okay. No. Do you? Even- do you and Steph fight over the kitchen? Do you fight over like duties? You know, like do you have traditional gender roles in the house? No, I know it sounds like um, it sounds like I'm <laughs> cooking, and so like it's very traditional, and it is not around here. Yeah. Steph does the laundry okay. and the oh, dishes, okay. um, and a lot of the. It's cleaning. mostly her clothes, though, right? No, yeah, it's mostly her clothes, anyways. <laughs> no, she just um, her her threshold for clutter is much lower than than mine so she does a a lot more of the cleaning around the house um Mm. so when i'm cooking she comes behind me and cleans everything as i go (laughs) sometimes i'm like well i I was about to use that but it's clean so uh so yeah so there aren't actually very many i mean there's some traditional gender roles but not on purpose it's just because they are the things that we enjoy doing and and there's 
Yeah. But that's, I mean, mm. it's, that's about, that's about as traditional as it gets is that I like to cook. So I cook and she's kind of handy. So she does the handy stuff around the house, but that's about it. Yeah. You sound like a regular couple. Ugh, yeah. I boring. mean, it's really boring around here. Giselle. <laughs> uh, I love it. I mean, too, like this is what I think people don't realize about marriage. It's just like, it, it's probably boring. Like, 80 to 90 percent of the time and you two just do your own thing i think i don't know maybe yeah we're just li- i've only been married a week so <laughs> we're just living life <laughs> you know sometimes sometimes i come home and i take my makeup off and steph puts hers on and that's you know <laughs> yeah those traditional things you know when you're when your husband dresses because they turned into it's because they're taking hrt you know those just tra- <laughs> traditional things right <laughs> i mean it's just was it it just, it's so funny because it's so normal now. It's not even. A yes. Thing. That's how it should be. Yes. Exactly it should be normal. Should be. Which yeah. Becomes like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's my, that's my wife, formerly my husband taking her HRT, whatever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Was it weird for you at all? Like having to do all those things, going to the hospital, going, I mean, going to the, you know, her doctor's appointments and just asking like thing where it's just become like, oh yeah, taking her appointment. Oh yeah. This is, yeah, I mean, Steph hates going to the doctor. Mm, so okay. it was the weird part was that she was willing to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, she's like, fine, I guess I'll go. Yeah. Get my medicine. <laughs> but it was, I mean, so the, the microdosing, the hard part for me was kind of sorting out what it would mean for me, like, and, and for her, right? So she, she sent me the information that she mm-hmm. had from her doctor. Um, about what, you know, what the side effects are and what's reversible and what's not reversible. And, um, and so I had some concerns and did what I always do and ask questions. And, um, and then she told me that it was basically euphoric when she learned that she, that she could do this, that it, she wouldn't have to fully transition. She could just do this microdosing and that it, it might, um, it might just help help her feel more like herself. And that was this amazing rush and, and like joy for her. And mm-hmm. so all of my concerns about these like small little things that could happen were kind of unimportant at that point, right? Like if it was going to be so validating for her, then, you know, then the rest of it was really not that important. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it was, Mm. it was a thing and I had to do my research and read, you know, read the resources available and, and, but it was, I mean, it's her body. It's her, it's her life. It's her, you know, none of the things were going to be harmful to me. Um, none of the things that I was worried about. So, um, you know, it was, I guess it just continues to go back to, for me, like if it, if it's going to make stuff feel more like stuff and it's not, there's no negative impact on me. I just get a partner who's more themselves every day. Then, Mm -hmm. then that's a benefit to me. 
Now, this is a weird question, but are you ever afraid that she'll one day, and this has happened to, I think Sierra might have talked about it, where you're like, you know, I need to do this fully transition, whatnot. Are you afraid that, you know, you don't want to be with her anymore? She doesn't want to be with you anymore? I guess maybe that might happen. Maybe they may not happen. Is that some kind of fear that kind of still resides in your head? Um, I mean, she's pretty well convinced me that she has, that she's not worried about whether she wants, whether she will want to right. be with me. Right. Like, right. Mm-hmm. So I think she's over the last six years convinced me of that. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think honestly in the last month or so since she's started this, the microdosing HRT, something has shifted for me where, mm-hmm. um, I know it's possible that she may want to transition in some fashion full time. Um, and, and that's okay with me, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm also okay with it staying the way it is, um, or staying kind of fluid like it is. Um, but I, I found some, some peace with, the idea that it could continue and is likely to continue to change in some way or another. Right. And, you know, and I think that that's why you'd benefit from like the community you were talking about, right? Like having significant others of spouses who are cross-dressers or trans or, you know, transitioned or whatnot. Cause yeah, where's your help, right? Like yeah. where's your community? Cause I, I don't know what that would feel like. Cause I mean, there's Kirsten who's here, but I'm not on HRT, right? I'm not on, a path that may lead to, you know, not to different changes that weren't perceived <laughs> that you were never thought when you first started or, you know, this constant changing, like um, when people, one of the, was it Jesse G when she said that we're transitioning every day, you know, we're, we're changing every day. There's something that might change about us. And it's your choice. Like you said, you can choose to be here or not. And I'm, I'm, it's again, admirable that you're still here, right? That you choose to be here for your staff. Well, awesome. I mean, so just like right. you all have, are in different places and are going different places. I think as partners, we are all in different places and going different places and you can still have a community around that, right? Like, right, right. Um, and there's some benefit to that um, as long as, as long as the community is there to support and not compete with each other, it's, um, mm-hmm. you know, just having, and honestly, just having someone to talk to who yeah. kind of understands a little bit about where you are is, uh, beneficial and helpful. Yeah. And I think that's what Steph found in us. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we found in you. <laughs> we were like, Oh shoot, there's a, there's a wife in here. Yeah. <laughs> red alert red alert like whoa and that's why probably your fear was like you would dominate the conversation if anything i think you strengthen the rest of us well nobody's like, stopped talking oh, yet so that's true that's true we're like okay yeah <laughs> you're not like a spy no. right like you're a mole a mole in here that's gonna like ruin us all we're like no no we're, we're okay with you here we, we we like you here and Thanks. we hope you stay we hope you stick around um i don't know i i love you i love I love fucking Steph. I love everybody 
in here. Thank you for all you've done for, I don't know, even if you think it's not much, I think you've been a fantastic resource for all of us. And I hope people listen to this and just like are so grateful for you. Like I am. Oh, this is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Please don't. And <laughs> I love that you thought you were old. I thought you were like 90. Like you, I legit thought you were like 65 oh, or something. Like No. I was like, who does this play? Like, what? The the honeymooners comment? Like, what are you talking about? What? It's <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> I was like, who is this I lady? Like syndicated <laughs> <laughs> reruns when I was growing up. Got it. Okay. I was like, what? Anyways. <laughs> uh, what do you, but I hear you're going to go out maybe later. So I don't want to take too much of your time because um, Steph wants to go out and you've only gone out once. Ugh. How dare you? Only been out once. Together. How are the restrictions for COVID though? Yeah. How are the restrictions with COVID? Are they better in, in Arizona right now? Or it's kind of, you know. I mean, the area where we live is pretty respectful and nice, but there okay. are not really any restrictions. So okay. it's, okay. everybody gets to choose. And are you okay with Steph going out like dressed a certain way or do you have do you kind of like do you are you someone who's like uh babe please don't wear that are you that or she i mean you know are you a little more (laughs) not respectful but kind of just like ooh, is it really honey the only (laughs) time i've suggested that she uh change what she was wearing was um she's she was taking pictures in this dress that was so short (laughs) <laughs> and i was like you know that's really short <laughs> and what happened she made sure that the pictures didn't um show too much and then she i don't i don't okay. know if she's ever worn that dress again oh well there you go you had some impact on her on her dress wearing i guess on her on her decency are are, are you are you ever worried about her online presence you know she has like seven thousand or six thousand like, sometimes is, is there's something yeah 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 i mean sometimes there are creeps out there and mm-hmm. you know guilty yeah <laughs> <But> she <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you know there there are some things that bother her that she worries about and the creeps are not one of them. She's just like, oh, I'll just block them. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Them. okay. I think you guys were talking on on Discord about about the pictures you get sent and the creeps who send you mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and I asked her, you know, do you get that stuff? And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, I get that stuff. <laughs> and she <laughs> so she's like, do you want me to show you the next time I do? And I'm like, well, I don't want to see the picture, but. <laughs> um what is that how do you feel as a significant other like to have i guess it's weird because here's your husband former husband who's now transitioning and now getting these weird i mean you might get them too i guess if you were posting all these so-called like sexy photos i mean how do you feel about here's your here's your wife now or something like that it's getting these weird photos yeah i mean my social media is not public um because Mm -hmm. i i don't want creeps (laughs) creeps <laughs> but, but i also don't really take very many pictures of myself um yeah you're no steph no yes. i'm no miss, steph miss does she have enough uh, camera uh, film on her phone to take all those photos <laughs> <I don't... laughs> um how do i feel about it i so she's so nonchalant about it she's like well i just block them 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, you know, and if they write inappropriate comments under the picture, she's like, well, I just delete it. I'm like, okay. (laughs) You know, sure. I think at first, um, because she was taking pictures around the house and I was like, Hmm. um, and the you know, I got nervous because I was like, somebody's going to figure out the geolocation of that picture and then they know <laughs> okay. what's in our house. I was watching too many, I don't know, spy movies or something. Too many, yeah, you've been watching too many of that ID me channel, like those people that get abducted or <laughs> stolen. Like, <laughs> So uh, that bothered me at first that there were like p- personal pictures or like personal, personal mm-hmm. artifacts in the pictures. Um, right, right, right. And I think, I think over time, um, I've just gotten over that because I mean, hmm. it's not that personal. Yeah. Yeah. But you're never worried that she'll blow up, like become super famous and you'll be that wife like, oh God, here we got to go to this other thing. I mean, if it means <laughs> I don't have go. to work anymore, that'd be great. There you go. Yeah. See, always look, for, look always look at, <laughs> always look for your own personal best interest first. Right. Yes. I'll manage all of her <laughs> gigs and then. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever think you'd ever be on a podcast talking about this? No. I don't know if you ever. Oh, good. Good. I'm happy to be that outlet for you. Yeah. (laughs) Are you happy to be on this? I don't know. Like, sometimes I'm just like, I don't know what she wants to be. No, I'm absolutely happy to be here. I, um, (laughs) in fact, I think I'm the reason why Steph is, was on it as soon as she was. She's not. Oh, yeah. She was very nervous. I don't, I don't believe that. That bitch was not stop talking. I was like, okay, here we go, Steph. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, if you told me she was shy, I would not have believed you. 100%. Well, I did I'm put like, some no, this... alcohol in her coffee. Oh, see? That's where it was. Yeah. It should have been in yours. It been <laughs> in yours. Just then. <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, again, thank you for coming out. Uh, I don't want to take too much of your time because I, 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 I want you to to go out because Steph's dying to go out. It's a Saturday. You need to be out. She needs to go out. You need to do more public stuff with her. Cause I know she, we're working on it. She, yes, please, please. And you sound shy yourself, but I, again, I wouldn't have thought of it just because you seem so open and willing to talk. And yes, yes. People are going to love this conversation. I already know. I already know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'll end unfortunately, uh, but can I have you back? Yeah. I don't know. I maybe like, have you back just to kind of see where you guys are at maybe like three to six months or something, probably in like the next week or so you two. Yeah. You want us to do more things, but a joint one. Yeah. Yes, please. A three-way. We love the three-way conversations here. Um, I mean, I'm sure you're tired of hearing uh, (laughs) of, of Steph. So maybe (laughs) me, you and me again, or or Billy, sorry, see Uh, me and Billy or me and Sierra or something, or maybe, maybe a significant other, like maybe you and Kirsten. That would be great. uh, Just talking about, about your experiences with our ridiculous selves. Um, but thank you so much again. I'll have to say that. Um, but you know, I, and hopefully you have an answer for this because some people don't have answers for this and I like, well, you know, the podcast, how have you done heard the podcast? But, um, in a perfect world of cross-dressing sexuality and gender, what does that look like to you? Gwen? Yeah, I do have an answer. Um, yeah, I'm such a planner. Yeah. Uh, so, I know, I know. You probably already memorized it, so that's fine. I think it's my my ideal world. We would get over ourselves and 
and separate the idea of of sex and gender, right? And um, body parts versus how you present. And, and so then, I mean, gender is such a social construct. I really wish that it was less of one. I'm sure that it served its purpose at some point. But in my ideal world, gender would almost be a non a non-event, not, not a thing. Um, and people could wear whatever they want and dress however they want. And we don't, and we wouldn't have to have a conversation about whether that was feminine or masculine or gendered in some way. Um, and then our conversations about, about sex and whether someone feels themselves in the body they were given at birth would be completely separate from gender and sexuality. It would be a medical conversation instead of this, instead of what it is now, which seems like a big old mess. Mm-hmm. 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 Great answer. Great answer. Um, thank you again, Gwen. Thank you to Steph. Uh, thank you for being an ally. Is that a, is that a word? Is that, that's you, right? You're an ally. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, is there any tips or anything, last things you want to say to the other significant others of cross-dressers or trans people out there that, I don't know, just some advice or anything? Because you're an expert at it now, <laughs> sort of speak. Um. <laughs> I, I mean, I think my only tip is just to like maintain the honesty and to continue to ask questions and to kind of forgive yourself for whatever it is that you think you missed or, um, or, you know, the thing that you said that you wish you hadn't said, I think, you know, there's, we have to give ourselves and our partners a little grace and forgiveness um, cause it's a complicated, it's a complicated path to navigate. Um, and you know, sometimes you end up in the same spot as your partner and sometimes you don't, but it's, it's not a good idea to go it alone. And so I think finding resources, whether the resources, your partner or other, other partners who you can talk to, um, or a therapist or, you know, just don't do it alone. That's my tip. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, Gwen, you know, I, I love you, right? Didn't I, have I not told you? I that love enough? you too. Oh my gosh. Oh, you, Steph. Ah, like I can't wait for November. Um, this episode should be released before then. Okay. Uh, I'm going to send you somewhat of an edit. I don't know how much I have to edit out. You two are amazing. Uh, did I did I leave anything out? Is there anything else you want to say? Anything that like, mm. comes to we'll mind? We'll just save it for next time. Yes, yes. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I will send this to your email, the same email you sent me, and I'll send uh, Steph the one to her email. And yeah, let me know what you think, um, what I should edit out. And uh, Oh, you know what? One thing. Sorry. Mm-hmm. for yes, yes, yes. Um, I did yes. create a, an email address in case partners wanted to reach out. Um, oh, okay. What's that email? It, hmm? it is... Oh my goodness. <laughs> nice. So O H M Y 
G-U-H-N-E-S-S, all one word, nice. at Gmail. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and I know you don't want to post any of your photos, but if there's some, like, image you want me to put for, like, the cover photo or for the promo thing, I can do that, we'll find too. Something. And you start promoting again. Yeah, we'll find something. Uh, Gwen, I can't say it enough. You have been an amazing significant other, uh, wife, guest, everything in, in between. You've been awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, and thank you. Ah, ah, it's, it's so good. It's so good to hear from a significant other. People are going to love this episode and they're going to love you as much as I love you. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're awesome. Yes. Well, uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm only awesome because my guests are awesome. So it's your fault. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, come. On, we'll see you on the Discord. People can chat. What, what's your Discord handle? I don't know if they want to. Gwen F. Up. I know they have uh, and there's a number oh, usually on the Discord. Let make me look at it. What is it? Hold on. Zero three three three. Gwen F. Zero three three three. Okay, cool. All right, uh, Gwen. Have a great day. Uh, you too. Leave you to you. Uh, to your own devices, but uh, chat me up if you ever need anything, and uh, I will chat you up too. Thanks, Gwen. Love you. Love Have you a great too. Day. Bye. Bye. And finally, the miscellany. Yes! And that was my curious convo with Gwen. Gwen was just as much of a delight as Steph was to have on the podcast, and it was just great having a different perspective on the podcast from a significant other. She is totally in love with her wife, Steph. Uh, Steph and Gwen at first were kind of hesitant, more so Steph. And Gwen just coming on the podcast to tell her story. Again, I just hope encourages other significant others to just come out and feel supported. Um, If you feel like joining the Cross Yas podcast discord, for sure, just join in there. We're excited to have you. We don't want you to feel alone in all this it's really hard to not feel like you have the support Uh, and i'm sure if you related to anything gwen had to say if whoever's listening is a supporter or a significant other of a crossdresser or trans person just know you're loved and it was great hearing her perspective i mean everything about it was just so so like i don't know great to listen again she's the only the second um, significant other to come on the podcast to tell how she feels. Again, Kirsten was the only other one, but for Gwen to tell her story and have to deal with her own wife's like transition, if you will, it was just so nice to hear. And I'm grateful for everything she had to say. If you want to hear true love, you hear what Gwen had to say about her wife, Steph. They love each other. Just my interactions with them have been just just delightful Uh, they're such a great couple together they're there to support one another and i'm i'm so thankful to have them here on the podcast to tell their story so thank you so much to gwen and steph if you enjoyed their story if you're a significant other as like we were talking about come out on the podcast tell your story hit us up on um email giselle at crossyaspodcast.com gwen there said her email to come out um i'll post it on the thing as well but on the website, on the Discord, but come out and help yourselves to talk to us, to reach out for help, because you're not the only ones out there who, you know, may may think they're struggling, but there are people out there to help. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, that's all for this week. 
shoot, remember, no one cares, so do whatever you want and wear whatever you want within reason. Uh, let me know what you need to help you succeed. I'm here. I love you all so much. Um, remember to tell others about this podcast, especially about Steph's story, but especially about Gwen's story, and share it with as many people to get the word out. Uh, but remember, I, I love you all so much, and I just want to know that you're you're amazing to listen to my story, to Gwen's story, to Steph's story. So thank you so much. And until next time, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more. <laughs>